Welcome to the Exhausted Educators Podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the knowledge of educators and administrators in the profession. Hey, everybody. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, I took the summer off because I was tired. This is Silas Knowles, the exhausted educator, the leader, the guru, if you will. And uh, I've decided to start putting some stuff out, some content out again, because you know what? For teachers and educators all over the world, we need it. Um, <laughs> a lot has happened since uh, the last time I've talked to y'all. Um, did some summer school teaching. Uh, local place, Stevenson High School, if anyone from the Illinois area knows that place. Really interesting experience. Um, I'm currently doing my Type 75 for administration. And uh, I rewrote some curriculum. And now I'm a adjunct faculty for University of Wisconsin Parkside teaching early early childhood educators how to be social studies teachers so that's going to be a new thing for me as well so i had some content that i had put out from beluga which is a great educational website if anyone's interested b-e-l b as in boy e-l-o-u-g-a dot o-r-g uh, it's a definitely a different way to learn so p- please take the time plug to my my brother from another mother evan schwartz out there putting it down in canada uh, he's doing a great job. Uh, so we we were doing some round robin panels early in the spring, um, talking about uh, why me time matters for teachers, why teachers should take that um, that time for themselves to have that that time to heal, professional development, just basically time to think and breathe. So, and that's why the exhausted educators are here, guys. Uh, this podcast this is basically to help teachers try to get center themselves and figure out how to work better and teach better and, and be more effective for what's most important in the world is our students. So uh, so for today, I'm going to drop the audio of the Why Me Time Matters session with myself, Silas Knowles, Dr. Maisha Otway, and uh, Stacy White. Um, I believe they dropped their social medias in the episode, so please find them and uh, follow what the great work that they're doing out there. Um, <laughs> as for me, as you guys already know, the ZB Pirate at ZB Pirate on Twitter, uh, Exhausted Educators on Facebook, Silas Knowles on Facebook. And uh, I'll start getting back into it. So if you are interested, um, you can private message me on Facebook or Twitter. If you're interested in coming on, we'll have a couple some couple guests I'm looking to have an author a couple authors on one for a uh, a book that was written that was actually a ZB uh, Zion Benton the high school I, the high school I teach at not go to but where I teach at uh, the Zion Benton uh, alumni who wrote a book we're going to have him on and uh, a couple other authors in the uh, in the pipeline so but to all the educators and administrators out there I hope your new year pretty much everyone's back at school but I hope your new year is well. I hope you found your center. For most of us, we've been a week or two back. And we just got to find, you know, it's 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 a little bit weird this year, I guess I'll say it. It's a little bit weird. I don't know. I haven't I haven't found out yet, but trying to get my footing and getting back into a mode. But we'll talk about that in future episodes. So for everyone else, I hope everyone is well. 
And uh, just remember, guys, I mean, we're all we're all feeling it, but it's we got to be there for our students and we have to make sure that we're energized, motivated and positively actioning everything that we can do for our students in the classroom. So Silas Knowles, I'll see you soon. We'll see you down the road. All right, guys. So for Beluga, for uh, our panel of the month, I believe this is, we're talking about why me time matters for our educators out there. So we have some great educators on the on the board talking about what they do, talking about how they take care of themselves and talking about what they do to try and make time for themselves. And so we'll be talking about some things to share with other educators and everything out, out there. So we'll go around the board. We'll do a little meet and say, you know, say who we are. So my name is Silas Knowles, Robert Knowles, whatever you want to call me. I am a educator for high school. Um, I teach Latin American history, world history, U.S. history for the high school level. I teach for the EL department as well. And also I, um, I've done a podcast for them. I podcast on my own. You can find my podcast on any of, and quick plug, you can find my podcast on any, any of your podcasting needs called the Exhausted Educators Now, which we talk about educators and how they could stop you know, leaving, you know, we don't want anyone to leave our profession. We want everyone to stay here as much as possible. So you can find that on any of your podcasting needs. I'm a father. I have four daughters. Pray for me now. And, uh, you know, basically just trying to be here for our kids and what we do for education. So I will pass the ball to whoever would like to take it, Dr. Otway or Miss Stacy, who wants to take it. Go ahead, Miss uh, Dr. Otway. Hi, uh, my name is Maisha Otway, Dr. Maisha Otway. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I work in Fulton County Schools, which is a metropolitan area in one of the school systems. It's the third largest school district. And I am an elementary school principal. So I have pre-K from four-year-olds all the way to fifth graders in my elementary school. And I also teach um, the ESOL endorsement for English um, learners or teachers who want to be endorsed in um, serving and promoting English proficiency with students in classes. So I teach adults. And right now I'm partnering with the Department of Juvenile Justice so that they can have their endorsement in the state of Georgia. Wow, that's that's a lot. <laughs> that That is a lot, Dr. Outway. So Ms. Ms. Stacy, what, what what do you bring to this wonderful world of education? So I am a high school principal for ninth to twelfth grade for students who don't want to be at a large high school. My I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I'm in Clark County School District, which is the fifth largest school district. And we have a unique option of having a sunset program for students across the valley who are credit deficient or who want to graduate early to be able to attend our school at night while they're attending their school during the day. And then I have my own full-time students as well. This year, we were able to add dual credit uh, college courses for our students to take. So that's one thing we added and we're hoping to add CTE courses in the next two years for our students as well. Just because we're at night, our motto is the sun never sets at sunset. Um, oh so whatever is out there nice. for the kids to do, we're able to push them so that they don't give up on themselves. Excellent. So, and I have four children, <laughs> three girls and one boy, so I'm right with you. 
about praying for me. Oh, yes. My, that's, that's, yeah, my youngest is 13 in eighth grade and my oldest is 23. It's just, it's <laughs> wow. So, I mean, definitely that is that is the thing. So, we're together in, on par for beluga.com. So, definitely B-E-L-O-U-G-A.com is a learning platform out there um, that Evan Schwartz is the founder and CEO. Um, definitely check them out. Um, give them a look. It's definitely different ways of learning, uh, different ways of engagement and everything else. I mean, in today's day, I mean, I'm sure you guys will all agree that, you know, coming out of the pandemic, I think we all have to change our game up to be able to engage our students on a different level, uh, to engage them in the classroom, either digital or, um, on, you know, from a digital standpoint, homeschooling standpoint, term uh, in person, now that most of us are going back in person. So I'll throw it out there and whoever wants to, to pick up pick up the ball and run with it, you know, how are you guys coming out of the pandemic, making time for yourself? Like, how are you guys trying to, you know, transition back to normal reality when a lot of people don't realize that this isn't really normal reality for us? So when we think about the topic of just thinking about ourselves, that's what we have to start with thinking about ourselves, because one of the things we've learned in the pandemic that we were offered more space to start thinking about ourselves. Um, when we were talking, when, when teachers were, you know, having to shift uh, teaching practices and work from home and balance home and um, teaching and just using the devices or however that process was throughout the country, there also, it was, even though it was stress and the unknown and fear, there was this space that became a positive opportunity for us to openly talk about taking care of ourselves. So depending on where we are in the world or where we are in education, uh, it became this beautiful thing because people could latch onto it and say, now, how do I do that? I am a person and how do I find time to find space to put me first and really understanding what that means, that putting me first is taking care of me. And so in my setting, I've come up with these terms just um, under the days when you're leading a school and you're, you know, you're in fear of, is my staff member going to come and tell me um, that they're going home because of potential COVID and not come back, you know, and where do I take that time for myself in the midst of that day because it's going, still going at a fast pace. And so we find this space and I have this conversation where you have to take care of yourself so you can be the best colleague to take care of your colleagues so we can serve children. Because it's that three prong area of I am a person, I am a human and I need to be taken care of and I have to start with myself because the work that I do is about taking care of others. Whether it be a teacher in the classroom, a paraprofessional in the schoolhouse, and we still have outcomes. So we can't just be stuck in the fact that we um, need mental support and we need that uh, understanding of where we are mentally and just stay there because we still have the same outcomes. So the piece that was missing prior to COVID was a space to even be able to say that. Where we still have some steps to go is knowing how to do it, right? So we have the space, but now how do we do it? And how do we do it when we're at work? And how do we do it when we're not at work? And how do we, how do we see ourselves as human in the way we through life because they both go together because we're one person definitely definitely i mean and, and when it comes to you uh, you know i know you know we all wear our teacher hats and our principal hats and everything else but you as maisha like how do you make time for yourself why does time matter for you like as as you time as matters maisha, for me as a person where i've learned yeah where i've learned that time matters for me is that when I started to feel that 
I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling good as a person. Wherever it's coming from, I'm not feeling good as a person. I'm feeling extra angst and I'm feeling extra stress. And it could be just the normal time management. It could be the normal, I have to get somewhere. And it's not necessarily, is it the job? Is it the family? Is it what's going on in society? If I'm not feeling good, and it has to start with me. So when I wake up in the morning, I have to think about me so that I can be all of these other people. So my first step was to see myself as one person. I think prior to um, having that space, I would see myself as this is my person as a mom. This is my person as a child, a daughter, um, a sibling. This is who I am as an, an educator. This is who I am with my friends. And when I started to see myself sectioning myself all over the place, I couldn't keep up. But when I saw myself as I have to wake up in the morning and tell myself that I'm going to have a great day, I'm going to have a great day. Then when I'm at work, finding those boundaries around, I'd have things like a personal vacation at work, at my desk, knowing that I needed to take 10 minutes. And at 10 minutes, I'm going to think about going shopping in my head to take that personal vacation. Or I'm going to think about um, planning something that is just fun and relaxing. Think about a book. Or I may open up a book and read it for 10 minutes. But really taking that 10-minute break, because prior to that, what I would do is keep working. And I found myself, I could be at my desk four hours, five hours past work and not get anything more done than what I would have gotten done if I had left and started fresh in the morning. So throughout the day, at the smaller um, breaks of time, saying, I need to just take a little mental vacation. And what's that mental vacation? And still, it, it allows me to bounce back into work and be productive. Another thing that I do is force myself three times a week to um, take a walk, schedule a walk and take it. So 10 minutes and sit and model it for others that I'm gonna walk around the parking lot for 10 minutes. I may even be walking around the parking lot. At my best, I'm walking around the parking lot and I'm not doing anything. At my medium, I'm walking around the parking lot and I may make a, take a phone call. It could be a personal phone call, but that personal phone call is not about me, right? It's still, I'm not one with who I am as I am when I'm walking around the parking lot, just looking at the trees, enjoying the neighborhood and not saying, oh, I gotta go get the custodian to clean that up. But doing that, the same thing at work, you know, say like, where's that time for me? Where's that time for me? And feeling comfortable in that time for me. Because when I first started um, taking my little mental vacations and uh, taking my walks that were just about me, and I'm not gonna take a phone call or I'm not gonna make a phone call or send an email, I'm just gonna enjoy what's around me. Uh, it was uncomfortable because I had to think about, I feel guilty if there's something going on in the building. Or if I was taking a walk in my neighborhood, there's something I'm supposed to be doing other than just enjoying this walk. Um, even if I'm, oh, I should invite someone to go on the walk with me. No, this is my me time. So really finding that me time. And I'm going to let Stacy talk because I got a lot of other things I added to the list. But I started with just that me time. So, Ms. Ms. Stacy, what about um, you? I mean, what do you, you know, from your professional, from your professional viewpoint and your own personal viewpoint. I mean, why does time matter to our educators right now? I mean, for you as a principal and then you as the person. So um, right before the pandemic, I was on a weight loss journey and just realizing, like she said, we're sitting at our desk, we're not eating right, we're stuffing stuff in our mouth for, you know, a few minutes that we have, get indigestion, stomach hurts, all these things that I was like, I can't do this anymore. So. 
I started walking around the building. And then what I noticed is um, I was like, hey, coach, can you bring me some clothes? And I walked in my office one day and he had a pile of PE clothes on my couch in my office. So the last period of the day, because it's a little bit quieter for us, you know, after 7 p.m., I would just change and go walk on the field. And what ended up happening is no one would call me. I had my radio, I had my cell phone, no one would call. So I had at least 30 minutes every day that I was taking just to walk. But then what ended up happening is now people are bringing me healthy snacks. Now people are joining me on the walk. Now someone's going on a cruise. Hey, I got to build up my cardio because we're going to be doing X, Y, Z. Let's go run the bleachers. So it didn't just start with my me time. It was, I needed to do this to become a little bit more healthy for myself, which forced me to have me time. And then others started joining the bandwagon, like, you know what, let's do this together. So then during the pandemic, you know, as administrators, not knowing what to do, needing to be in these emergency meetings that were called here and there at all hours of the day. Um, at one point, I had told even my administrator, I said, I'm not available until after 12. If you guys text me, call me, email me, I'm not answering an email until 12 because my school, the students come at 3 p.m. and their last class is at 9.30. You guys are in bed, de-escalated, at home, calm. I don't call you during your daytime hours. Don't call me when I'm at work and if I'm asleep during the day. Because with my children, I was getting up at 5, 5.30 in the morning, getting them out the door to their bus stop. So what I would do is I would go run in between both um, bus routes, come back home after they were dropped off, exercise, cook dinner, go to bed. So I'm going to bed during the day. I said, do not call me. If you call me, I'm not available. So I started to set me time for me without feeling guilty. And when I put me first, what I noticed is everyone else fell in line, whether it was my children, people I worked with, or even higher ups. you know, they respected that because I set that boundary. So one thing I'm going to say is important, set boundaries and stick by them. Number two, figure out what works for you. So when we were starting to open back up, my school is still 100% virtual. I'm at home right now. All of my teachers and my staff work from home and our students are all remote as well. But one thing I did do because all of my teachers work at another school during the day as well, when they were talking about us coming back in March of last year, um, they were going hybrid at that time. My teachers were in a panic. So what I did is like what we're doing now. And I held a seminar kind of for my teachers about not feeling guilty because teachers end up having teacher's guilt. Oh, I have to do this. I got to grade this paper. I have to contact such and such. No, you don't. Like Miss Dr. Maisha, um, I want to say Miss Maisha. I'm so sorry. Uh, so, so like Dr. Maisha said, well, I could not do that in the morning. Why can I do that later at night? Why, do, why does it have to get done right now? Sometimes taking that moment helps you so much just for you, even if it's to breathe. So what I started off with is I had all of the teachers, we were online in a meeting, stand up at their desk, and we did a stretch exercise that took five minutes. And I said, how did you feel before? And how do you feel now? And they were like, thank you for letting us do that. 
Then I showed them like the technique of how you can put out your hand and you just go up and down for like five minutes. And that can even calm you. I said, going back into this, there are going to be moments where you're terrified because kids are sneezing and coughing and especially depending on the grade level you're with. The younger ones, you know, we can't even teach them how to use a tissue. They still think their clothes are tissue. So it's going to be interesting. And I said, but you're okay and you're going to be okay. And I think letting them vent because what I did is I cut off the camera and I just let them vent. Giving them an okay space to do that helped them. And I said, you are allowed to have feelings and emotions and you are allowed the me time. And I, I think it's so crazy, but once people hear that, they tend to shift and then they can focus on themselves. So one thing that I started during in the pandemic with all the long hours, like I was saying is, I forced myself to get up every single morning at like six and I would just go walk. And there's so many places to hike out here. So I would just go hike and I did not answer a phone until 9 a.m. Even though the phone would start ringing at like 8.15, 8.30, I would not answer until nine. And I set that boundary for myself because it was so much unknown and we didn't know what was coming left and right, which direction they were gonna tell us to change into that I needed that time for myself. And then I was able to have a clear head, go into the day positive and not be worn down and feeling dragged out, you know? So um, that was one thing that made me say, take time for yourself. And um, I was in a class um, and one of the ladies, she was at uh, the upper college level. She was a professor and she said she was on a gurney on her way wow. to surgery and she needed a heart surgery or something had happened that she blacked out and she's on a gurney saying, oh, but I have to do this. That's when it even hit more. Me time is very important. And one field that we get burnt out and we put ourselves last is education. We put everyone else before us and especially teachers. You have so many little minds and bodies that me, 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 you know, and you just want to help them all that we put ourselves first. We don't eat right. We don't go to the restroom. You know, all these things that um, I think is very important, especially for educators to stop and say, I am what's important. And if I'm not okay, nothing else is going to be okay. And once you do that, then everything else is just going to fall into place. So me time is very, very important. Definitely. Definitely. That's very well said. Guys, if you're just joining us, depending if uh, our friend Evan is using this as an audio or a video show, we're doing this uh, panel for the month for beluga.org, B-E-L-O-U-G-A, making education impactful for learners worldwide. It's a very unique look on how to help uh, teach our children in a little bit of a different way. Um, I can, you know, we can go way deep into that, but it'll probably take way more time than we have for today because it's, but it's definitely something you and your school need to check out if you're virtual at home or even in person face to face right now. So for me, I mean, I think we need to, first of all, for both, I mean, from the teacher perspective, because we have two principals here from two different parts of the country and myself being a teacher in, in the northern suburbs of Chicago. First of all, you know, I thank both of you as well as everyone else out there listening of staying with us and staying with our students and staying in the rooms and the classrooms and stuff. So thank you so much for making sure that 
we um, we're still there for our students and we're still there to make sure that we're all making sure that kids are still engaged kids are still supported kids are still taken care of so that's number one number two um, I can echo both of you guys is that if you have you know things that you do I love to read and I just if you have a special spot like Starbucks or Panera or wherever you're at find that spot and just just go there and just be just do what you 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 enjoy most and and I, I can probably speak to both of you guys on this one but if you're not in education you might not know we can probably just sit there and just stare at the wall for a good five, five yeah. ten minutes just and just yeah. watch people and just just be like and, and just do nothing that's us defragging our heads like like a computer defrags its memory we're defragging our heads for the day and it's there's studies out there that show that we make just as many decisions as doctors and you know we acknowledge you you, you teachers need to be seen heard and understood and we know that we see you in that in that world and we hear you and we understand and that's why one of the reasons i know we're here is that we know that your time is important and we want to make sure we give you some valuable tools or some examples to to take with you and really say hey you know what maybe i should do this maybe i should do some walking or running or hiking or just go go watch a movie there's nothing that says that if you want to go see a movie that you enjoy and go by yourself it's okay because you enjoy that you enjoy going to have and call your friend that you haven't seen for six months or make a phone call to a family member you haven't seen in a while or do something for you make that time for you because we need you back in the classroom more than ever re-energized refocused and ready to go because i know i don't know about y'all but i can speak to the fact i'm always working i always have a laptop open somewhere planning, grading, answering emails. I need to learn to shut my phone off at night. And I think that's the number one thing is that y'all should not have your Outlook email or whatever carrier you have in your school on your phone. Don't just, don't bring it home. You don't need to do it. I don't anything. think I'm ready for that one. But go ahead. <laughs> you know, I what mean, I try. Say is just set a do not disturb. Right, hard, <laughs> but I get it. I, I do think that teachers should not have it. I, I think our work is a little different. I am always like, why do you have that on your phone if it's an emergency and you know we can text you? Um, and I think it's about managing. But I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, for I principals, think, for principals having you know that constant contact with the school, obviously you have to. But for educators, for teachers in the classroom, yeah, there's really nothing. Yeah. There's really nothing the principal needs from you at seven o'clock at night. But if you're all doing supervision or an event or something, or if you, they work for me at night, or they work for you at night, it's about boundaries, right? No, it's about yeah, boundaries, boundaries and setting those boundaries. And I do have because I have the two phones. I have the email on one of my phones and the backup. I have to. A personal phone, I can get to it just because of device emergencies, but it's not like on my work phone mm -hmm. um, where it's right there. The app is right. It's open. Um, I have to be able to log in, but I make sure, okay, make sure the password will read it quickly, but it's not right there. Um, but in addition to what you're saying back to the calendar and Outlook, it's for me, scheduling your me time, yes. scheduling it. And even to build my calendar, I have a meeting with myself to build my calendar. 
And when I have a great week, it's because my I've owned my calendar and it's my life calendar. This is my life. This is what's going on in it. And I have found that balance within the week. I know today I'm, I'm going to stay late to be on the podcast, but I've managed what my week is going to look like. So I can still have my me time because we've all agreed that if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't do this work and the longevity in this work is not going to, and we're not being good stewards of our time, nor good stewards of our body. And we're not being good role models for the people who we want to stay in this field and do it and do it well. But that I schedule um, my, my calendar with myself so that I'm building out my calendar and respecting that. And starting, I think a lot of people who are just getting into what is me time, it's putting yourself first and being okay with it. And just like Stacey said, people started to watch and people started to see it and they started to respect it. But you have to take yourself seriously and you do take yourself seriously in your work, but not enough for yourself. And so being very, uh, very organized about knowing that you're important and this time is important so that you can be continue to be in impactful and effective um, and finding out what is it, what is it. Uh, one thing I like to do for my me time is not live for the weekend. Sometimes we have to live for the weekend, but if we're living through, living for the weekend, living for vacations, living for spring break, living for winter vacation, not, not because you're going to see people in your family, but because you're not, you're not going to last if you don't get it, then that's a huge indicator that we're not good at our me, me time. Um, and looking at the calendar, um, scheduling your time. If you know your Thanksgiving break is right near your Christmas break, you probably, or your winter break, you probably know you don't need some personal time or some person, you don't have to put a lot of activities in between. But if you know your winter break is a long distance between your spring break or any other long break, you know that's where you need to plot those extra times because you, the longevity in this work is not going to work because you haven't been taking care of your me time. So looking at your 12 month calendar, when do I need to go see my mom for a long weekend? Well, it's probably going to be between October, um, August and October based on our calendar here because we don't have a fall break. And then looking at it's not, I'm not going to try to get a long weekend in between Thanksgiving and Christmas because that's a rush week. It's going to add more stress. So really thinking about myself and where I can plot myself throughout 12 months is important. But it's that we can't live for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And now some weeks I'm living for the weekend, right? <laughs> it's going to be a crash week and you're going to have to finals or whatever where, you know, first week, new teachers, orientation, you know, or two weeks at the time. You, but you know, and it's not, oh, this the calendar is the calendar is the calendar, um, pretty much. Um, so you, if you schedule all of those things, those the, the things that come up that you don't expect, you're taking care of yourself because you know where you fall in all of that. And so, like I said, it's not like every week is going to be great because, you know, but some weeks you're like Saturday and Sunday are when I have to, uh -huh. um, but month, because that's that time of year, but other times it's like Wednesday, I'm going to go catch a movie on Wednesday this week, because this weekend I'm not going to be able to do it, but really taking, really finding where your me timing is. What is it? I found that TikTok videos, uh, I started doing TikToks because I had to do something totally ridiculous uh -huh. and, um, you, I ended up going viral and I'm like, going viral is a whole experience within itself. And it's all about you. You're like, I'm pretty awesome. And then you get back to reality, you gotta move kids to achievement. But I found myself um, finding- Look what I did, that, look what, what I did. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but you found it, so I was like, this is fun. I remember my first TikTok um, was about dresses in the pandemic. 
and I had all of these dresses that because I love you know um, to look nice, I like clothes. Um, so I had all of these dresses um, that I couldn't wear, and I you know people were gaining their fifteen pounds, and I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna be gay way after, but I was like I'm putting on these dresses. I have nowhere to go. And the TikTok was about, I have this dress, I have that dress, I have this dress, all different sizes of dress, and I can't do anything because I can't go anywhere in the pandemic. So that's kind of where it started because I was kind of feeling like, what do I do, you know, with this time? And, um, you know, the need for TikTok for me is not there as much, but that's how it kind of started. All right. And you can shade off to something different. Um, I used to be a runner. I can't run as much because of my back and my age and all these other things. Um, so it's just, what is your me time? What does it look like? Finding it, scheduling it, and don't live for the weekends. It's it's not good enough. It's just not good enough. It's not cramming everything. Look at your month, 12 months. We have 12 months out of the year. So, when are you going on vacation? I, that, that is, when are you fitting it in? That is right, that Down is, to the 10 minutes of your personal vacation. That is awesome. I mean, that's truly awesome. And guys, since my school reset all our Zoom accounts, and reset our Zoom accounts back to 40 minutes, we're running out of time. So we're about, we're about at that 40 minute mark. So for beluga.org, for Miss Stacy White, for Dr. Maisha Outway, my name is Silas Knowles. And if you wanna hear more, if you wanna hear more from what we have to say and what we have to share, please let Beluga and Evan Schwartz know. Definitely we've been appreciative to be given the time today to be able to share some stories. And I'm sure we can go on for hours and hours and hours, but Definitely, and we're, I'm glad we are able to share some stories, and we will talk to you soon. So, ladies, have a great day. We'll see you soon. Yes, Bye. Bye.